welcome to a very special episode of But Why Though the Podcast. Today we are interviewing Julio Macias. As always, I'm your host Kate. I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? What's and... up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Julio. Um, if you if you're listening and you don't know who he is, shame on you because you should. Uh, he plays Spooky on in On My Block on Netflix, an amazing coming of age show. Uh, yeah, uh, and it's a blast being on there. <laughs> yeah, if you don't if you don't know who Julio is and you follow Kate on any social media, do you really even listen to our podcast? Or do you really follow me on social media? I'm pretty sure as I binge season two, I just took different. I'm, I'm sorry, this is sound a little bit weird. I just took different screenshots and I was like, "This is why Spooky's the best. This is why Spooky's the best." <laughs> Super cool. Now, now we're uh, now we're all little gifts and little uh, like um, send uh, little things that you can send. Uh, oh, yeah. That's that's fun. That's interesting. I did notice that you all got a whole bunch of where it's just you and like a colored background. Yeah. Do you use your own gifts frequently? Uh, I uh, I do. I like I set them up, <laughs> but then I don't send them. I'm like I can't do it. I can't do it. Like I'll find, I'll do I'll do it to like my sister or something between like a private message. But I just I can't do it. You know, on a, on a wider audience. <laughs> oh man, if I if I had gifts of me, I'd be sending them left and right. <laughs> um. Yeah. So um, the first thing I have to ask is. What drew you to the role of, you know, Oscar slash Spooky? Um, I, I guess first was just the opportunity to audition and get a job, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, but then once I once I read the sides, um, you know, aside from a, a lot of ways that, uh, uh, you know, people in that life are portrayed immediately. The, the first scene that I read was the beach scene. That was well, that was my audition scene with my brother. Um, and, uh, the, the, the way that it was written, um, it was a lot, much longer speech than what was ended up being in, in the first season. Uh, but it just, it hit me like, yo, there's so much underneath and I haven't seen too much of that on, not that I necessarily cater my, my, my viewing audience to, to, to watch a, a lot of performances on that. So there might be other things out there, but not that I've seen, um, I guess everywhere. So I said, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to give this a try. And uh, the fact that Lauren and Netflix and people have trusted me with it is uh, a huge honor and also really cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you first and foremost, like, you, you kill it. Like, you, you do a fantastic job in the role. Um, and since you're kind of playing, I don't, I, I don't know, do you see Oscar and Spooky as two different characters that you play? Or do you just approach them as like, hey, these are the same, this is the same guy and this is who he is? I think it's, you know, uh, it's the flip side of the coin. You know, it, it definitely is the same person. However, um, uh, <laughs> not, uh, just the psychology of Batman, because Spooky's not Batman, but it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's this, the same idea of, of what ha what is real now. Who is, who's the actual person? Is it, is it Oscar? Is it Spooky? And what I love about the second season is that it, 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 it kind of seemed like uh, for a lot of people, it seemed like maybe Oscar wasn't the real person. Spooky was just everything behind him manipulating his brother. What you see in the second season is that that might not necessarily be true. Um, you know, what I keep talking about is, is that uh, the kids that, that, that uh, Caesar grew up with, they all saw Oscar before he was spooky, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that you see a little bit trickling that out uh, in the second season, uh, which is he's still scary. He's still a little bit intimidating to, to approach. But they're like, hey, man, we remember when you were a kid, all right? Just so I, I think that's interesting, and and, and um, they are they are the same 
side of the, uh, of the same coin, or two, two different sides of the same coin. Yeah, and that it's really amazing to hear you talk about him, and specifically talking about the beach scene, because one, I cried like a baby at that scene. Um, um, but also, um, a lot of people have been drawn to the show for being one of, um, if not the first to portray like a coming of age story, like specifically for brown and black kids in a community like Free Ridge. And for me personally, like I knew guys, I knew guys who were spooky, you know, like, and, and I didn't know them as Oscar and I, and I, I knew, I knew that life. Um, Mm -hmm. so why do you think that the show and, its heart and your character and you know everything about it why do you think that that resonates with so many viewers because i mean it has so much support on social media which i love seeing um but you know what why do you think it's that way uh it's it's this uh you know the 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 word that that uh i wasn't you know you i didn't see myself growing up in a lot of roles that wasn't necessarily my case. I was, you know, I was born in Mexico City, so the movies that I saw were, you know, filled with Mexicans. So that wasn't necessarily my experience or my case when I first grew up. However, I that was there was a huge uh, cultural shift, you know, when I first moved here, uh, seven years old, consciously moved here because you know I bounced back and forth between Mexico City and, and L.A. But when I first moved here, and you know, being seven years old, I, I really did see that. Oh, okay, like. We, we always take the backseat on this. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, again, uh, as an actor, all I wanted to do was to play. So all it never bugged me. And and even when I first got to to read for Oscar, like it, it didn't bug me that I had to read for, for a gangbanger. It was just a, an opportunity for me to act. It wasn't until the show came out that I was even just, you know, uh, shocked at uh, at the support and then with with when I started reading the, the comments uh, the need for a show like this um, I was you know I'm, I'm a part of it and, I, and I'm learning uh, um, how important it is because uh, you know J- Jessica who's one of my closest friends now who's also on the show she talks about how this was needed and how this was this and it wasn't until I was in this position of where I'm telling that story that that, that I that I see how important and how relevant uh, it has become. Um, what I think is really cool about it is that it tells a story. Yes, there's dark. Yes, there's danger, but in a fun way. I mean, this show is really funny. Um, the, the the characters, the actors are 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 great um, comedians and just actors in the sense that they can bring it back. You know, they can tackle the the big issues and then they can rail it in with or bring it in with um, the reality of what it is to be kid almost anywhere. You know. Yeah, that was one of the things I think I had a friend ask me to like to describe the show because I was trying to get her to watch it. I was like, well, it's like the Goonies meets like Chicano cinema, and that that's what you got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess like beyond that too, like I have seen, uh, I have some, I have seen some people raise some concerns about having so much of you know have having a lot of gang life kind of like shown in the show. Um, but for me, when I, and I, I, I reviewed season two and one of the things that I mentioned was like spooky so much more than just a cholo, right? Like he's, he's a lot more than just this one dimensional character that we get a lot of. Um, what do you think, like, what do you do or what do you think the showrunners do to really make sure that spooky doesn't end up being like a stereotype, right? That he, he's a full character. Yeah. Uh, well first, you know, I, I think that they actually use both the gang life and spooky, uh, sparingly, if if not like a precision knife, uh, put them in when when they need to without just flashing it. Um, 
and it's not it's not necessarily a gang show so it's mm-hmm. you, i don't think there's no need for an entire episode of of the santos and yeah. i mean i'd have a lot of fun filming it for sure <laughs> but yeah you know uh it doesn't it doesn't necessarily add to the story what eddie jeremy and lauren do is not only do their research but talk to everybody you know um there is there isn't anything that they've asked me necessarily that i think influenced spooky but they'll come up to us and ask about uh immigrations and what's my point of view uh, as an immigrant and what's my point of view of it as an american and then as like a mexican and then we'll have these conversations and then uh they inform themselves through conversations without necessarily asking what should we put in the show and their own sensibilities really come out uh when they start writing it uh you you see how they 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 are paying attention, you know. Um, and then, obviously, the the writers' room is just is, is is filled with people who who've come from those places and and who want to explore those situations, um, but also attract people to those topics. Which you you need to, I guess, flash up certain things so that people will pay attention to what you're saying in the subtext. That's, man, that's such a great answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was everything I wanted in that answer. Um, <laughs> I, I guess for me, so like like Kate was saying, I, I also grew up um, in a predominantly you know brown community in El Paso, and uh, I lived on the not so great side of El Paso. And I had friends who were in gangs, I had um, cousins who were in gangs, and things like that. So watching you play Spooky really resonates with me with like a lot of the people that I grew up around, and like I felt like, but like you felt that. Like, do you pull any of your experiences with um, you know that lifestyle or like things that you grew up around? Um, outside of just being an immigrant, but to yeah. really like nail down those you know mannerisms and all those things from Spooky, uh, I would say I approached this role with the utmost respect for uh, not only Spooky but that community. You know, uh, to say that uh, to say that I'm Mexican and and say that's a blanket statement of saying how I understand every single Mexican's experience, um, it's just not true. Uh, however, I was exposed from a young age in, in being in Mexico City, seeing uh, good people do not necessarily criminal or bad things, but questionable things uh, to be on the up and up. And when they didn't do it, they got screwed over in, in, in return. So uh, the idea of black and white morality was was always um, very present to me um, when my parents, the, the last straw of when my parents brought us here is uh, our car got taken away. And uh, I, there was a kill switch that my dad had to, hadn't turned on, so they came back and essentially kidnapped my dad for a, 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 I'm saying a couple hours, you know. And he came back, and that was the last problem. My parents had this conversation, but when I remember it as a kid, I remember the the the, uh, the assaulters uh, saying, uh, "Por favor, señora, por aquí." Um, like helping us out of the car, being polite, the hiding the guns from the kids. And I'm saying, I'm not saying that what they did was right. And, and maybe my, my memory of it just was distorted, but that always stayed with me. I said, these were people that pointed guns at my family and scared the living crap out of my dad and my mom enough to leave the country that they were born in love. Um, but for some reason they didn't seem like bad people. And, and as I grew up, I, I understood all these subtle differences, you know, um, and then when I had the opportunity to play this character, um, you know, I, 
I never grew up around gangs, but you know, you were never too far away. Whenever you would drive, especially you know, you speaking Spanish, you end up hanging out and talking to people, and then you find out, oh, that, oh, okay, cool, whatever. It's 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 a passing thing that if if it's not brought up and you're not in any kind of actual danger, you can completely overlook, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I, I guess it was just that it was it was. I didn't want to do anything that was a caricature. And if at any point I saw that anybody was looking at me like I was acting a fool, I would bring it back or uh, or I would try something different. Um, but yeah, it was just respect. That was that was pretty much my 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 biggest thing when when approaching Spooky. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. It's a really really powerful st- story, Julio. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Never never I never thought you were caricature at any point during the show. So. Cool cool cool. Then then that's good. Then that's good. Then that's then I did my job, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that was something that I I've. I really love about um, that was something that I really love about the way the show and, and specifically you kind of portray this uh, this identity because it's one of those things where like when I grew up like we grew up in a segment of San Antonio that like the reason they had a gang unit was because of like the neighborhood I was from um, but like growing up like I still felt safe there which is a weird thing to say like there were curfews and stuff but like <laughs> My family rarely locked their cars. We'd run out. We'd run out to the ice cream man in the middle of the street. Like my grand, like they. It, it's weird to say, like, to like put in perspective. Like my mom had walked outside, pregnant with me, and like yelled at one of the cholos that she was going to shove the horn up. You know, if, if, <laughs> uh, if they kept honking because she hadn't slept in two days. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, "I'm sorry, ma'am." And like took the car away and didn't do anything. And my grandpa was like freaking out, and my mom. My mom kind of used it as a way to be like, hey, like these people are bad, but you know, there there's a there's a level of respect and I think that a lot of the times in 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 shows and movies and in how even how people portray, you know, um cholos or even just like, you know, gang life in general, like they kind of miss the the nuance and the life and, and the relationships that get built between them and the community and seeing especially in season 2 where spooky just really steps up and and he has that conversation with ruby where he says hey you know that that's privilege there right like you're you're you have a mom and dad to go back to and and you're forgetting that i i'm defending this community i'm the one who made this truce and everything and i think like seeing that side of him is it's like a breath of fresh air and just amazing to see because that that's that's how life is like there are people living that way like how uh, specifically with the scenes with rubies because you know spooky really takes them under his wing in season two (laughs) like how like how we're filming those scenes like what did you bring to them really um yeah i uh well what i i I brought the voice but the writing with all came from 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 (laughs) jeremy eddie and 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 lauren i mean these guys they really craft they really craft their words and and we try not to we'll accidentally flip an a or to an or or something here or there um but we really do try to stick to the script um it, you know uh what i really enjoy about that scene uh my mom studied anthropology in, in mexico and she always uh was showing me the differences in in, in socioeconomic issues in 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 mexico and and what i saw is just how you the same way that you never think it's going to stop up like people somehow get uh richer and richer and have bigger and bigger more and more and more power and it almost seems endless because someone has a boss and someone and that boss has a boss mm-hmm. uh it also goes down the other way um you know uh, ruby 
uh, they make fun of, and and there is that 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 privilege that's that's over in Brentwood, you know, uh, and they're making fun of these girls, but then they come back to their hood, and then they're just like, you know, him and Jamal are definitely in the in the higher socioeconomic status of that neighborhood, you know, so that 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 prejudice does trickle down, and guess what? It even goes further down. Like we were, like I was saying, just because I'm Mexican, I can't speak to every single Mexican experience. Uh, what we saw right now with Yalitza coming up, the way that she did, and everybody's yeah. like, wow, that story is never told. I watched I, I watched that movie with my parents, and even though they were amazed with the cinematography and the story hits us as, you know, younger and millennials, my parents are like, yeah, that's the story, for sure. That's, that is that is that is what we grew up, and that's what it still exists. You think that showing this movie right now changed all of that? Yeah. No, absolutely not. It's, it's prevalent. It's, 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 it's rampant throughout Mexico, and if you want to change... Uh, Let's and and I hate to, to just categorize because uh, Hispanics is because we do different races are uh, prejudiced towards others for some reason or another and it's not just one color against another but uh, but we need to fix that within our own Hispanic communities mm-hmm. uh, stop that disparagement before we can ask others to say involve us equally in, in theirs which they should yeah <laughs> which they should <laughs> yeah no i mean it's it's amazing hearing you talk about that and say because that's also one of the reasons that was has been really great about on my block is showing like this multitude of latino experiences right like they're not all the same type of kid you know um mm-hmm. monse is an afro latina like that's you know that's really important especially with you know the stuff we have going on in our you know within the within the Mexican-American community and within the Mexican communities, like, that's definitely mm-hmm. really, really big. Like, when you look at the show and the cast, like, I, I know that, like, a lot of people will probably say, oh, well, it's not it's not really diverse, right? It's just, it's just a whole, you know, it's just, it's just brown kids. And it's like, well, no, you know, like, like from, from yeah, it's, your It's every shade of brown. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess, like, were there any, like, really hard, you know, hard scenes for you to film? whether like emotionally or just, you know, you know, nailing the lines or, you know, was there any, was there ever a time that you had a hard time delivering a, a scene and, you know, what was that about? Uh, y- yes, it was more of a, um, again, n- not wanting to overdo anything. I always mm-hmm. tried to keep, uh, always try to hold back unless this there's a scene and i hope that if we get a season three like there's a there's just one scene that shows the the dark side of spooky just because we've i think we've seen him bark enough yeah uh, <laughs> like to see him bite uh but that's just me at the actor saying that that would be fun um but it should be it should be once and it should be kind of scary and, and very brutal and oh yeah no that's that's not okay that whatever else he was preaching that amount of violence is not okay um, so there was a couple of scenes where, not that I physically needed to do, go there, but the, the attitude and, and, and the intensity of what I was going for came from behind there. And the same way I didn't want to lose, I didn't want to lose the cadence. I didn't want to lose the, 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 the energy. I didn't want to lose, uh, the reality of, of who Spooky was and maybe just screaming or making it seem like I didn't want it, a caricature. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, that was just me not trusting the work that I had done and uh, the trusting the rest of the team. And Lauren just pulled me aside. He's like, hey, Julio, you, I, 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 I don't need you to be nice right now. I don't need you to be cordial. I don't need you to be try to understand this. I need you to think, like, understand me that right now behind the camera as, as your director, I need you to go here and you got to trust me. 
and so I did. And then when I watch it, I'm like, you know what, Lauren? I'm just going to shut my mouth next time that goes down. <laughs> <laughs> Which scene was that? Uh, this There was two. It was uh, when um, Caesar comes in and asks for help at the last minute, you know? Oh. Like, I kind of wanted just to, like, lightly brush him off. And yeah. she's like, you understand how painful it is for you? And obviously, by the second scene, by the second take, I was just like, oh, my God, I do. Like, this is yeah. the reason that I'm, I'm, I'm attacking him isn't because I want to hurt him. It's because I want to hurt myself for pushing him that far away. But, you know, he's the punching bag <laughs> that's yeah. in front of me. Um, so that scene and the, the cooking scene with with. Uh, with Jason, I wanted to. I wanted. I the way that I read it, I wanted it to be more conversational and, and having like a like a beer conversation, like talking about this. Mm-hmm. And then Lauren and Jeremy are like, Nah, no, 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 no. And then that's when they explained to me the the double side of of, of the prejudice that they had written in from mm-hmm. Brentwood down to down to down to Free Ridge, and then even within Free Ridge, further down the line, yeah, or further, let's say horizontally across the board instead of down the line. <laughs> Well, I will say you 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 acted the hell out of those scenes, and I felt them in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, the whole time you're saying that, I was like, I hope it's those scenes. I hope it's those scenes because that's that's all I'm picturing. So, yeah. And in, in that same vein, so um, you said you you spoke that the scene with Ruby was like very um, an impactful scene, an important scene, kind of culturally and things like that. It just from listening to you talk about the cast uh, as well as like the production shoot. Tr- production crew you guys seem very tight-knit like do you have like a favorite moment on set that doesn't even have to be like filming wise but just kind of that shows like how tight-knit you guys are uh yes uh i would i would say that the fact that uh all of the cast at at one point or another has uh lived (laughs) in my house now in the last (laughs) two years uh no, I, you know, someone had asked me what was the biggest privilege, uh, what was the best part about the show, and, you know, I said, obviously, the the, the chance of a director and, and a, a network taking a chance on you letting you play a character, because a lot of times, um, we as actors, we get cast as whatever we are, um, you know, I'm proud to say that I, that, that I work my ass off to become spooky, but there's a lot of him that's not me, so for them to have trust me with that, that was like a huge honor, and 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 I didn't take it lightly, and and I enjoyed every single moment of it as an actor. But the best part about it was meeting this cast. Like they are, they're my family now. They're my friends. They they are, they're that group of of hardworking people in this industry in Los Angeles that sometimes it can become. And not, I love this city, and I and I love this town, and I love this game, and I know that a lot of um, facade comes along with it, but it's it's when you find genuine people that want to be around you because they love you, man, you hold that tight. Um, so I think just uh, the fact that they were able to open up to me very early on, and uh, the reason that I think Spooky is very spooky on screen isn't some like I, I bring it. I, I bring I don't know fifty percent. Uh, and then they got to give me the other. They got to give me that power. So I, I thank them every single time that I go on screen. And they're like, ooh, because, I mean, if I were to scream at them in real life, they'd be like, shoot, Julio, shut up, man. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I do have to ask a question 
and and I, one I love listening to you talk and I hope you get casted in like everything I mean I have <laughs> fan casted you as Jaime Reyes the Blue Beetle just saying <laughs> yo um, <laughs> oh my god uh, huge huge comic book fan so I would oh, love to that's amazing I am a huge comic book fan <laughs> I'm about it done oh see yeah, I, I will start that petition right now because one we need Jaime and yeah. two you'd be perfect <laughs> I mean, uh, what was uh, Robbie Reyes? I mean, they are. I know they just did him oh, right now on yeah. Shield, but he could. They could do a younger film with that guy. You know, I, I, uh, I think he let's do it. it. Like, like Robbie Reyes is amazing. You have, you have, you know, it. Oh, I just, I need it to happen. And, and <laughs> either of them, honestly, um, I, I, on, on, honestly, on Twitter, I'm, I'm just like fan casting different types of Mexican heroes. Like, get them out there. Get this one out there. We got this one. <laughs> Um, so like kind of speaking about that, and it's one of the things that I always worry about when I, when I find an actor, specifically a Latino actor or, you know, Mexican American actor or Mexican actor that, that I find that I like, you know, that I love watching and I want them to get more work. Are you worried that having, you know, having played spooky, having played a cholo, like, are you worried about getting typecasted as that? Uh, not really, because I, I never thought that I would have gotten cast as spooky in the first place. Um, you know, it wasn't, uh, my aspiration is to play interesting and unique characters. Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll 100 take the percent, uh, take the backseat for, you know, the really cool sidekick over, over just the, 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 what's called, I hate, you know, there's all these expressions like plain Jane, assuming that a Jane would be plain. Uh, <laughs> but just like a, a, a base white uh, white page character that is supposed to be the, uh, the, the, the shining armor guy. I'd rather be either the villain or the shining guy's best friend. I don't know, those, those, those characters attract <laughs> me. So the, the, the need or necessity to, to, to reach the top is really just reach my own personal top. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> if... I auditioned so, for so many other uh, cholo, let's call them cholo roles, after mm-hmm. on my block that I haven't booked. So I'm not not really worried about being typecast. <laughs> <laughs> so part of me is like, I'm really glad to hear that. But the other part yeah. is like, damn, but you're a really good cholo too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> but why didn't they though? <laughs> It's like, did they not see this amazing season? Um, <laughs> um, well, I do have to ask. So, since you're a comic book fan, and you, like, I'm I'm a huge comic book nerd. Like, I review DC comics and stuff on our site and everything. Like, uh-huh. if, if there is, you know, with the superhero universes expanding and you know, getting getting more movies and shows, like, is there one that you want to see happen live action and that you want to play? Oh man! Like any of them? Bang! Uh, machete. Eh, eh, no, no, masacre, masacre. Perdón, machete, masacre, masacre, <laughs> masacre is uh, essentially. I would, I would com- I would say that he's he's Mexico's Punisher who took Deadpool as his idol. Um, and if you don't know who he is, please go look him up. He's he's uh, uh, he he speaks in he only speaks in Spanish and he speaks a little bit soliloquy-ish, sort of uh, Don Quixote-esque. Mm-hmm. So the same way that uh, Deadpool distracts his, uh, his, his uh, I guess, victims by just constantly talking, and it's like, shut up, shut up, shut up, bang. This guy <laughs> does it too, but Shakespeareanly speaking in Spanish. Um, and uh, he doesn't have any regenerative powers. It's just something tragic happened to his family. 
he found this uh, Deadpool pajama thing. I mean, that's how I imagined it because they didn't ever, they don't explain it. He found like this Deadpool costume and then put on boards on top of that for protection and then just goes in there. Um, so Masakre, I would love to play Masakre. <laughs> that is amazing. And I, I actually feel horrible for having never heard of him. <laughs> he's he's he, he has one standalone and then in Mercs for Money, which I think ah, is... Ah, there we go. Ago. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, so probably that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um, I so like one of um, gosh, man, I just wanted I just want to ask you like a whole bunch of nerdy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. I pulled that one out of my sleeve because I was trying to think of uh, this other human, but I couldn't think of his name or. His inhuman name, so I was just like, no, 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 Masakre. Come on, Julia, let's go this way. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I want you to play him because you're so passionate about it. I know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm personally interested to hear what other, like, pop culture nerdy stuff, because that's basically our brand, right? That's all we kind of talk about, um, like Star Wars and anime and professional wrestling and uh, yeah. video games, everything in between. Other than comic books, is there anything else that um, fans might not know that you enjoy if they only know you as Spooky? Uh, I I like doing voices. I'm I'm gonna I'm starting this. Um, uh, well, I got asked to be part of this uh, pitch. They're pitching this cartoon, and uh, they uh, they needed a grandpa, and they brought me in, and I was like, guys, I love you, but I'm, I'm. They're like, no, man. Like the thing is that this is a cartoon grandpa. And we need we need more of an act. Like we need the action more than the voice of a grandfather. So we messed around for a little bit and we I ended up staying and they recorded the voices and it was so much fun so um yeah I like I, I really like involving myself in different projects all all throughout um people keep asking me what my hobbies are and I'm like uh, producing I produce little shorts and <laughs> sketches and I don't do anything sometimes I surf when I have time but other than that I'm, I'm constantly uh creating or jumping on different uh you know Random little projects here and there, and I hope this one comes out because. Uh, let me see. I do kind of like a voice like this. <laughs> and oh it's, my God. Hey, I'm just sitting clean. I'm going to be the first man with over 60 million views with 60 años más para arriba, okay? Um, <laughs> oh my God! Oh, that is so good. Ceased. So um, I, I hope that that goes through because that I would love to just. I would love for my two biggest things right now on IMDb to be spooky and then grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Abuelo Papo. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it. Oh, gosh, I love that so, so much. Um, and I do have to ask, uh, do you have a favorite comic series right now? I know you said you're, you're, you're busy producing and stuff, but, like, are you reading comics right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will pull up my marvel app right now and so i've been i've been enjoying um the new hulk series Ooh. uh the immortal hulk uh that's all great it's very horror like a, a, it kind of reads like a like a horror uh thing yeah. um the invaders i'm figuring out right now i'm getting into war realms i, I do a lot more marvel um okay. i'm trying to get into uh the batman that laughs uh Right that now. one's actually really so. I so we Marvel Marvel doesn't give review copies to press sites. So <laughs> so I I I'm starting to read it a lot more DC, and I will say the Batman who laughs is like mm -hmm. if you like horror stuff. Yes. Oh my God! Pick it up. It's mm -hmm. yeah. It's so good, and it it just gets better. 
I also, I also, and I know that it's a little bit off, but I ate up Injustice. I ate it up. I it was too. the, it was the cheapest little. It was the cheapest one that I could get on the app. So I just kept buying like the next one, 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 the next one. I'm like, ah, this is so interesting. <laughs> it's really good, and it, it gets real yeah. dark. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, I, I halfway through Injustice Two, I was like, okay, I get it. You're you're gonna you're gonna kill everybody, aren't you? All right. <laughs> That's, I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> I will say uh, there is a new series come out coming out from Tom Taylor called Deceased. I don't know if you've heard yes. about that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> kind of like Marvel Zombies, but not. I hope. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I like Marvel Zombies, but the the uh, the animation or the the drawing and the stenciling, I suppose, yeah. sometimes yeah. bug me. I was yeah, just like, I, I think it's because of just the like. I think sometimes people overdo zombies. Mm-hmm. But the covers have looked really good. They, they, I mean, also has like twelve variant covers now. But (laughs) (laughs) oh, awesome! Uh, Well, I don't want to keep you any longer, but like, I also want to talk with you about comics. (laughs) (laughs) Since you know we're we're so close, and and I gotta ask, um, Julia, what what are your uh, what's your end game predictions? What's my end game prediction? Yeah. Oh, right. oh, end game. I was yeah. like, oh, bro, I just started. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> end game. That's it. Cutting it after that. Uh, I hope that there will be some ending sacrifices. I, I hope that they they close the cycle as much as I would love to continue to watch. Uh, our original Avengers continue. That's just not how it is, and that's not how it works. And yeah. We can't be super excited about a reunion if they never break up um, <laughs> or if they never die. Uh, so I think uh, I'd like to see them wrap up something like that. And I think that the Eternals are, are going to show up at some point. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. I like it. I think the Eternals are going to come into play. Uh, I don't know if Adam, maybe Adam Warlock. Uh, they they, they maybe... introduced Adam, didn't they, in Guardians yeah. 2, kind of? Yeah. yeah, so I think I, I but I think it's going to be like uh, uh, they're going to try this way, that way, hey, like particle town, and then yeah. just ooh, like higher powers. And be like, all right, all right, guys, all right, you guys are going way too many in too many circles. Let's just do this. Um, <laughs> here you, go. you want him dead? He's dead. You want them back? They're back. Uh, it'll be a cop out, but I'll cry and I'll love it. As long, <laughs> as, long as a couple of them don't come back. Uh, fair. I think. I think. I think everybody's money right now is between Tony and Cap. I, I mean, is it horrible to say that if they if, if they both bounce? Like, obviously, no. no no one wants to not watch them play again. But that wouldn't wouldn't that be just poetic? It would be <laughs> extremely poetic. I am gonna cry like a baby. Like I cried knowing that Tom Holland was still coming back for the next Spider Man, but I still cried. <laughs> oh yeah, like, but all of those, yeah. all of those guys. <laughs> yeah no i mean and it's also too like you have both sam and um sam and bucky who are around who have both had the shield in their own respective comics so mm-hmm. it, and they're gonna get their own disney plus show i mean it, it i mean it kind of makes sense that cap is although like i never used to be a captain america fan and then the mcu made me one so i'm like <laughs> please don't take him away uh i became a captain america fan in the in the first civil war series the uh, on yeah. in comic books it was just like tony back up yeah 
That was yeah. uh, that's one of the things. It actually ends up being like a huge debate on the podcast whenever it comes up because we've covered a lot of the a lot of the characters by themselves. Like we covered Captain America and Thor, Black Panther, Iron Man, and stuff. And um, it's always like uh, Adrian is Team Iron Man. Sorry, to throw you under the bus. <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> hold, let me defend Team Iron Man in the MCU. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely wrong in the comics. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, it's one of those things that like um, our other host Matt, who isn't here, um, me and him are always just like, we really don't like Captain America. But you can't not like Captain America in Civil War because he's the only right one. <laughs> oh, until until you get to the the, the stuff now with with Captain Hydra, oh, I thought that God. that was I I did actually did not finish reading that series after Oof. that reveal, and I heard that I should have. But it was too hard to see him as Hydra. Like, it just didn't make any sense. What was great about that whole thing is that they haven't walked it back. That's Captain... That's, that that yeah. is the original Captain America. They leaned all the way in. Who switched? And he's and, and the whole thing, he's like, I didn't even switch. It's about order. And then you talk and you think about... You think about what Captain America was preaching during the World War II days. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he was preaching damn uh whew. yeah i think it's great i think it's great because it makes you think you know it, it it allows us it allows us to tackle bigger issues in, in in a fun way so we can think about it with hating fictional characters and trying to understand them instead of putting it out there to the world but we should put it out to the world <laughs> so one last question on the infinity war or on the end game uh on the end game channel um what do you think comes next? So we know that Shang Chi and the Eternals have been announced, but we and, and we don't have anything else. Do you, who do you think like, or who would you like to see, you know, new Avengers come in, or you know, new new franchises come in, or anything like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I I probably like I'd like to see the new Avengers. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, I'd, I'd also like it to uh, to maybe maybe go back to s- smaller smaller characters and create n- new adventures in in the in the cinematic universe instead of trying to go back and and find another comic to retell. Yeah. Um, so I think that would be kind of cool. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm really bad at predicting things. I just, uh, you know, <laughs> let, let them happen. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, well, I mean, thank you so much for talking with us, um, talking with us about Spooky, geeking out with us. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on, you know, on the interwebs or anything like that? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at a Julio Macias because I'm just one of many. Uh, and that's it. and everybody who is listening if you have not watched on my block yet you obviously didn't listen to my tweets so go watch it now um (laughs) and uh you can find the podcast at but why though pc on all things social media and you can find me at oh my myth randier on twitter adrian yeah you can find me on twitter at super reese 93 s-u-p-e-r-r-u-i-z 93 cool and that's it Thank you so much, Julio. That was amazing. That was so much fun. No, thank you guys. That was that was a blast. <laughs> <laughs>